Welcome back to the Two Hearts Podcast. It's been a while. It has indeed been too long. <laughs> so, Rab and Lou, um, we've had quite a hectic few weeks, so we've unfortunately not been able to record anything. But we're back, stronger than ever, new fancy logo. Uh, yeah, I've not been too bad. Just uh, been working away, obviously. Uh, been one of the, the key workers, so it's it's been tough now, but I'm just, just plodding along and Parts have made it somewhat easier at times and somewhat not so much easier at other times. We can talk about that uh, over the next sort of half an hour or so. Yeah, yeah. The last few weeks have definitely made working a little bit more yeah. easy for you a bit. <laughs> so, yeah, welcome back to the, the Two Hearts podcast, as we were saying. We've um, got quite a bit to go through today, but um, we'll sort of skip over the triple 1-1 drops. Um, I think we were quite lucky the days that we the times we couldn't record the podcast, um, the games were fairly boring. I, I think you can agree yeah, with yeah, that. I think if we'd done, I think we could have done all those games that we missed in the space of half of a podcast with how boring they were. Yeah, especially in this league. Um, but still top, still still winning games now, which is the main part. Um, we'll we'll definitely get onto that. So uh, yeah, we'll be talking about that. We'll talk about the. Um, we'll just have a general chat about the season going, how it's been, uh, and then we'll have a quick look ahead onto the Scottish Cup. So, let's we'll get a wee rundown of uh, the Dundee game. We'll go to that one first. The Dundee game. Yeah, right. So, I went into this game as, as, as soon as we seen that Jason Cummins had signed. I mean, I think, I honestly, I'd, I'd came, I'd, 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 I'd seen you the other day. Uh, the day before that, or, I, I, I it was the day before that game, and I'd said to you, and I was like, ah, do you know what? Cummins will score. I know for a fact he will. He always does. And yeah, I was right. But I'll be honest, I was very sceptical going into the game. I thought we were going to get pumped. I I, I seen a good 4-0 four, four happening. But luckily, I was wrong. Um, so yeah, it started off very, very strongly for us. And that's, that's something that's been quite... I think we've been lacking for like the last maybe two, three months. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I sort of, when the Hearts team came out, it seemed like Robbie Nielsen sort of got his finger out and got us playing a sort of, well, a bit of presence. I wouldn't say that yeah. it was like that for the um, game. Which is good, because I think, see when we as a team press high and we don't give a, any team the chance of the ball, we could we could beat any team on their day. Like, we've done that against Celtic that all that, that time ago now. It feels like it was ages ago. But whenever we play teams like that, and we press high, we win games. We we have the capability to do it. And it worked for us against Dundee and the Halliday. Um, we, I think we've both been quite critical of Andy since he joined. He's had his spells, but I think that's honestly, I'd say Dundee and possibly, we'll talk about the air game later on, but I think that's probably his best performance in a Maroon Shark. Would you agree? I definitely say it's up there. Um, I definitely say that it's it's. We have been sort of really disappointed with the way he's performed. We sort of come in, he'd come in, sort of steady the ship when the midfield calmed the play down. But sometimes he's been the the, the cause of the the problems in the midfield. Um, but uh, Nielsen's been persistent with him, and the last two games have showed glimpses of his ability and what he could bring to us yeah. coming into the so, Premier League next year. Thirty-five minutes in. He gets his goal, very, very, very well taken goal, may I say, with a diving header. 
I don't think he could have he could have struck it any better if he tried. I'll be honest, I don't know if he'd ever meant to do it as, as well as he done. But do you know what? Brilliant goal from Andy, and I think he deserved it on the day. And I also want to say it was a fantastic pass from uh, from Julia as well, um, who actually featured quite prominent has featured quite prominently for us since he's joined. That's now is that four goals in six games, which and that's it's a, he's now on a yeah. two for two, yeah. which is massive. Like we've not really had someone as consistent as him. I mean, yeah, there's still a few wee kind of things, but I think overall he's becoming quite a versatile player up front for us. He almost kind of reminds me of a. I'd say I'd say Mark De Vries, but that's even that's probably getting close to a wee bit far for me. You'd you probably be able to compare him more to Mark De Vries than I'd ever be able to compare him. But for me, I th- it feels like a, a very lanky can it can hold the ball up well. He gets the goals. He's also very very fast for someone his size. That's what I was yeah. going to say. He's a Mark De Vries with legs on him. It's, 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 it's actually. When we seen when we signed him, I'm like, right. I read some good things about him. I seen some clips, and I was like, right. It's a player who seems he can run, but there's one thing seeming in the English leagues that he can run. There's another thing shown that he can run in the Scottish leagues. The 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 worlds apart, but he can. He's yeah. very strong. He can jump. He's one of the be- the first time one of the, sorry, I can't even talk today. He's <laughs> he's one of the first players I've seen that we've signed of that kind of size and stature, who. When he jumps, he doesn't become smaller. He actually jumps and gets bigger, which is very, very rare for us. It's normally a wee guy in our, for uh, for Hearts who jumps and makes himself bigger. So, yeah, it's good to see that. Then he, um, second half, he gets his goal. Um, lucky, but also at the same time, impressive. I was going to say, I don't I I think know, you're giving him a no, sort of doing him a you know what I mean, like, I would say I, He didn't mean for it to go in the I, way he did, but the way he did do it was impressive. I think um, uh, Laurie Dunsire was saying that he discredited him when he was saying about it when he was doing the Coventry. He thought that it just bounced off his leg, but the way he sort of turns his body to absorb it when it comes back for the goalie, I'd probably go more towards him meaning it. And like you were saying, I, that goes to the quality of the player that we've got. Uh, like you were saying before, players, any player could look at YouTube clips. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. but um, he seems to have it all. Like like you said, he, he can he can hit headers on target, which we've not had a, a striker do that in a while. Don't get me wrong, Naismith's good with his head and Boyce has got a few headers in, but he can cross as well. He, he's been playing like wide, like dipping out wide and he's getting assists, he's getting goals. That's all you can really ask for a striker. And I can't believe that Michael Smith came out to the press said that uh, Nandwee is going to be absolutely rubbish for us. So uh, a big shove up your arse to uh, Michael Stewart. I was going to say, <laughs> I was gonna say, Robert, when the fuck did Michael Smith come out and start <laughs> slate, uh, slate his own teammate? Jesus. <laughs> we need someone to slate the teammates. Get them, fucking, get, them, get them going. But like you were saying, the last two games we've won. So something's definitely happened in the team that's... It's changed a bit. Um, so, yeah, there's there's definitely um, improvements we're seeing in the squad and Nandalele is definitely one of the players that's going to um, sort of keep the mistakes to a minimum and get the goals as they come. So Yeah, so moving on from um, from Nandalele's very, very well-taken mistaken goal, uh, <laughs> uh, Cummins gets the penalty after Max Anderson's pulled down 
it, it's to me, it's, it's it's definitely a penalty. Soft, but like, it, it is a penalty at the end of the day. Regardless, it's... I disagree. That's a stone wall penalty. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> stone wall. Yeah. I, I I don't know who was it. Was it um, was it Smith that brought him down? Oh, of course it was. Just, sorry, I said Smith because it's either Smith or Popescu that are giving away uh, penalties, and it was one or the other. Or Kingsley. Kingsley's the other one. Um, aye. So Popescu did bring him down. It was, yeah, Stonewall. I'll just move on from that. Yeah, it was definitely Stonewall. Cummins takes it. We, You knew every day of the week where that ball was going. It was going to the back of the net. Gordon makes a good attempt at it, but well taken penalty. Fair play. Um, talking to Craig Gordon, what a game he had. Yeah, it was um, the it was the double save. I, I, yeah, but I've said it to many like you especially. I genuinely don't think we would be top of this league if we didn't have Craig Gordon. Oh no, definitely not. I would sort of mid table if we're lucky. Imagine we had uh, Slamal stolen goals for that, or Colin Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, one thing I don't know if you heard. Did you hear about the holiday coming story from the Dundee? Uh, no. So, obviously, you know Jason Cummins is a bit of a sort of joker. Um, and during the game, he was going up nipping Halliday's uh, ears into him that if he headers the ball any harder, like his hairs are going That's to be stuck funny. on the ball. <laughs> 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 I, seen, I, seen the, I seen him, so, and walk, yeah. him walking and... Um... Halliday all kind of like went off the pitch together and we're all having a laugh and that so I'm guessing that's what that was about <laughs> uh, they were just getting Cummins on a pre-contract that's what oh, I, mean. I don't know if I want that to be honest I think he's very very overrated uh, there's points that I want him there's points oh you've yeah, changed there, there's point. I'll be honest Rob I've changed my tone because at the same time there's a bit of me that's like he knows when to score he knows how to score but at the same time I watched that Dundee game and I'm like I didn't fucking notice him until he actually got the ball from the penalty spot I, I didn't know he was actually playing. I forgot he was playing. Yeah. So I think that's it's, it's a big was, risk. He's if I risk. was good enough at editing, if I was good enough at editing, I'd do a flashback and get it back to you praising him and telling him how much he would be a great Hearts player. Um, but I will not do that because I'm absolutely rubbish <laughs> at editing. So, yeah, like, well, uh, fine. I'll, I'll, we'll, 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 we'll move I'll, on. I'll, it was I'll, a... I'll admit that, yeah, I did want him, even up to fairly recently. <laughs> but overall, I'm looking at him now where I'm looking at our two options that will not even just two, because I'm going to touch on uh, Ewan Henderson as well, actually, quite quickly. But we've got our two main threats up front are Nonjuli and uh, Liam Boyce, and they're both doing very, very well. If anyone says that Liam Boyce is not a good footballer, you don't know what football is. I can't remember who it was that tweeted that, but I seen it up on Twitter. I think it was yesterday, and I totally 100% agree. I think Liam Boyce has been a fantastic asset for us um, up front. And I over over the pitch as well. I think his experience has helped a lot of players. Uh, like I was saying just there, I'm going to quickly touch on you and Henderson, and then we can. Uh, I'll finish off on the Dundee bit, and then we can move on. You um, and Henderson scored again in the friendly. You see that against uh, Partick. I did. Uh, yeah. Have you seen the goal? I yeah. did. Yeah. I, I think there's times he comes on and he looks a bit shaky, but I still think I think there's a bit of a bit of room there for him to come on and maybe even make an appearance off the bench again because I, th- I think he's. He's got the potential, but he needs to sort of, he's got big boots to try and fill. He seems to, for me, just not seem arsed when he plays for us. I see no emotion in his face except from just like huffing and hawing. Like, I might be wrong. And then I don't know if it's just me going back to the BBC documentary when they were saying about his attitude. Um, 
don't know. There's definitely a player in there. Um, but I'm sure I'll have a few Hearts fans disagreeing with us yeah, on that. Yeah, I feel I agree. I feel that at times he almost seems lazy with it, like the sort of the lack of effort. Well, not lack of effort, lack of emotion that he, he, he puts into it. Like you couldn't, you couldn't compare him to like a Craig Gordon or Stephen A. Smith. He's po- he's polar opposites. Obviously, like yeah. Craig Gordon completely different position, but like <laughs> emotion wise, like you, you see even Christoph Berra, who by the way again. Just saying, that's that's my that's my favourite player. Just scored again and <laughs> scored a brilliant header in the friendly. Don't care if folk hate him. Gonna, don't... <laughs> I'm going to make you a badge, uh, Christoph Berry Appreciation oh, yeah, Society. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Berra, fantastic header. Good to see you back on the score sheet after a quite a tough time uh, out of injury. Um, and good to see Henderson scoring again. Okay, and finally, I just want to finish off on the the red card. Uh, not so much the red card; it's the picture of the red card with uh, with Nielsen pissing himself laughing in the background. Yeah, I, I want to know. Say... Do we do we know what the, the the story is on that yet? No. Uh, did you see after the game, the referee's final whistle, and Haddon came storming back up the tunnel to go speak to him, <laughs> and Nielsen pushes him back down the tunnel. Like I can't actually believe that he's trying to like protest. It's a red card. It's stupid. It's so so stupid. I don't know why he's done it. He tried to he tried to wrap his legs around the player like yeah. a belt. Like like he, I don't know. Wrong sport. MMA is on. <laughs> he's he's in the wrong sport. I think it's um, a, shame. a lot of players say when when you're a substitute. It's quite hard to make an impact. <laughs> uh, it definitely made an impact, but I think it was just Eric, Eric Lamella esque. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, I feel sorry for him. I really do. So that's um, what I was. That's what I wanted to say. I, I do feel sorry for him because he is. He's wanting to make the impact back in the club, but <laughs> he does that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've heard um, the latest scarser in the funnel pod. Um, and Mark Donaldson was saying that he feels like we might have seen maybe not necessarily the last of Haran, but uh, definitely we won't be getting the player that we were expecting back. And I don't take everything anyone says for gospel, but um, obviously Mark Donaldson's good friends with Nielsen and Gordon and that, so I would imagine that he's maybe in the know-how about about Haran, which is a shame. Um, if Haran didn't have his injury, I could easily put him down to be one of the best midfielder, like defensive midfielders for Hearts. Um, when he first came to us, he looked up, like tremendous, but uh, I don't think we're going to get the same player back, unfortunately. And, and do you know what, right? See, see if he is done, which would be absolutely, like, it would be gone. If he is done, like you can, you can always say, do you know what? He put his heart on. He put his heart in his sleeve, and he showed. He showed when he cared. He showed that how much the club meant him, especially the fact that he had. What was it he had again? Was it uh, a beautiful face? <laughs> but his injury. What was his injury again? Because it was that long ago now. <laughs> yeah. Was it? Was that a hemorrhoid? Yeah. But no. It could have, yeah, I think that rings a, that rings hey, a well, bell, mate. Whatever it was, he had his injury and he played through with painkillers the cup final against Celtic. And let's be honest, he played that final almost as well as he was playing the games before his injury. So, do you know what? I think he's been a, he was a good servant to the club during his time where he was fully performing and I think it'll be a, a major loss to not have that player back. But at the same time, 
I hope I hope, I hope I'm wrong. I, hope, I, I hope really wrong I'm as wrong. well. But at the same at the same time, <laughs> I feel he has he's he has done his bit. I think there's probably still there could be more for him to do. But unfortunately, if it, if this is the end, and I hope it's not, I feel he could he could almost walk out with his head held, his head held high. Um, yeah. If not, definitely because the injuries the injuries completely fucked him. And I, 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 yeah, yeah. Before we nip onto the the air game, what I was going to say is, we were talking about players who are struggling to get into the first team. Um, the teenagers at the club, the youth, there's players that are struggling to get in the first team. There, what are you making of the the lack of use of um, the youngsters? I don't like it. I'm, I'm 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 a big believer in giving the the youth and the team more of a kind of try. Mainly, uh, as a club, I feel we. We can't actually we can't exactly go. Oh well, it doesn't work. We know for a fact it fucking works. We almost we almost stayed up due to, during the administration period, and that was a team full of teenagers with maybe like two yeah. or three. So, I, feel, I feel especially the likes of Harry Cock, and I still think there's a player in there. I don't know if there's something wrong at the club or if there's something wrong with the players' attitudes, but I, I want to see more youth given a shot. What I'd say is, I totally agree with you. Like, if any season to give the youth a shot, the championship would be yeah. the perfect season. That's what we've done in the championship. Well, we had a lot of players in the championship last time that were youth. And I spoke to plenty of Rangers fans that say that they regret, the one regret they'd have going through from the second division all the way up is the lack of youth that they gave a chance. Um, but one thing I will say, obviously, because it's different times now with COVID, um, the first team are in a bubble so they're training um, so it's going to obviously be hard to integrate youth players into the yeah. team if you get me um, but one thing on top of that as well is like you say we're getting all these youth players and on top of that we've invested loads of money in the youth system um, and all we see is youth players getting loaned out maybe one or two starting to get into the subs um, or like for uh, Lewis Moore just getting punted, yeah. like no interest. So I really do hope that at least by the end of the season, at some point during this championship season, we do allow some youth players and get them. Scott McGill looked a fantastic player. Yeah, played. that's that, he's actually one of the prime examples. Uh, I feel he's definitely someone, especially when you go Andy Allardy who has a decent game every now and then, but overall hasn't performed really to the kind of standards we're expecting. That's that's the perfect that's like the perfect opportunity for to give McGill a shot in the centre mid. I I don't understand why we're not. Like imagine having Irvin and McGill both in centre mid. And also Andy Irvin, what a player. Well it depends what Irvin you get. Depends what Irvin you get. If you're getting pre contract discussions Andy Irvin, yeah that sounds good to me. If you're getting uh, Andy Irvin 40-odd passes into Rose Ed. Mm. I, I will quickly touch on Andy, the Andy Irvin thing. I, I, was, I was talking, I don't know who, if it was you or who I was talking to about, but I feel almost as if... Is it not his dad that is his agent? Or am I just making that up? I think I'd read something about I it. I think you might be thinking about... I might be wrong here, but I'm definitely sure it was Hickey's dad mm, that was the agent possibly. for Hickey. I'm not sure if... Irvin's well, dad's regardless, I, I I don't like what's happening. I, like to me, right, I can see it from both sides. Andy Irvin is a young player who wants to become like a full-time, well-established professional footballer, which he already, he's getting there. But at the same time, if 
you have to leave Scotland to make it big, and that's just how it is nowadays. So that's the way he's seen it. If he wants to make it big, he has to go down to England and try and perform. So I can see why he's sort of holding off, but at the same time, he's also meant to be a Hearts fan. And for me, if I was a Hearts fan, I know for a fact, if my club were offering me even something like six grand a week, and that's just a random figure, there's no no legitimacy to that figure at all. That's just a figure I've just thrown out there. To play for the club that, that I love, like, I'd be biting the hand off it. At it. I think uh, I think Urban would be biting your hand off for six grand a week because from what I've heard, there's obviously just rumours, apparently it's a three-figure sum that Hearts were trying to originally offer him. Uh, yeah. So that's like 800 no. quid, 900 quid no, a week. Nah, you have to be offering... I wouldn't, I wouldn't if we want to be serious about keeping the players and be as serious as we're trying to make out that we are about it, we should be offering the, the four-figure. I get that we already have a, an extensive wage budget Here's a simple here's a simple fucking solution. Stop signing dead driftwood. Get rid of fucking um what's his name? Demur. Get rid of him. Right, that's one massive wage gone. Andy Halliday. Alright, if at the end of the season he leaves, I don't think that'll be too much of a loss. That's another probably decent wage gone there. And then really you're only only kind of big well, You've got quite a few, like Beryl obviously being a big wage yeah, for his age. I don't think um, Naismith will be on a massive wage like, like I've already said I love Berra but I don't think there's much left in the tank for Berra so I'm not too concerned about him Naismith again I don't see I can see him taking on more of a player coach role kind of yeah, at least definitely. over the next sort of season and a half two seasons he'll probably end up really moving into coaching and he'll end up leaving to become like say middle manager or something like that you know what I mean um, yeah I don't know it's, it's, it's a weird one so what I'd say, just based on the topic of Andy Irvin, is if Hearts were... Because every Hearts fan was loving it when he was playing great, and now you're getting tweets and that about him saying, oh, he's not even that good a player anyway. He's like, a good he player. No, he's, <laughs> his performances have dipped over the last four games. The... Except from the air game, he had a decent yeah. game against the air. But what I'd say is, if Hearts are going to commit to signing him, it'd be a long-term deal, and I want Hearts to build a team around him. Because he is, like we say, he's a young player and the talent is definitely there. If we've only just seen a glimpse of him, imagine what a consistent, especially when he's going into his prime for playing football, like, there is definitely a talent to yeah. be seen there. So, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll quickly move on to the, the air game. Um, but definitely, I'd agree with you on getting uh, Andy Irvin on a, on a yeah. long contract. So, yeah, do you want to give us a wee rundown of what happened? At yeah, the all right, I promise I'll make this one a wee one. Uh, Alright, so we all know the final score 2 no hearts Fucking Honestly, at times it was a hard game to watch uh, But at the same time It's three points And we, we that's what we love to see So another goal from Nonjale Quite late on <sighs> It was, a, it was a, good, a good goal Another brilliant assist from Andy Irvin From the free kick I don't think See any other player in that team I don't think he's making that pass as perfect as he is But the fact that Sinicello comes out to try and clear the ball. As soon as he leaves the line, Nonjali is winning that ball. Every single... He was consistent. What a game. Sinicello, he is a great... I think he's got the record in the league or he's definitely up there with Gordon with the amount of clean Yeah, I think he does. And Um, it's it's clear to see why. I think, see, especially seeing a one-on-one situation, I don't think there's many other keepers in the league that can match him. I thought he was fantastic, especially against Nonjali. Then... (laughs) <laughs> We're going to completely ignore the fact that Nonjali 
Smith and Andy Halliday all ran into each other to try and score a goal. Um, Hall- uh, they were already, no, they thought the ball went in. They were doing the gay gardens uh, as a celebration, right. eh, and they realised that the ball didn't go in. So I'll, I'll let it off. Yeah, Sini Sale had a fantastic game. Out of 10, honestly, I'd be giving Sini Sale like an like, like, like low 8s. Uh, so 8.2 for that game. I thought he had a fantastic game. Um, Nonjali's headed goal, fantastic. Like I said, brilliant passing from Andy Irvin. Then Walker comes on, and I, I, I don't know why we don't start Walker. Like, like what's the point? Yeah, I get, I get the crazy. point of having a super sub in that, but at the same time, if you've got a player that good and you're struggling for goals, which we are, right? Okay, two two games, four goals. It's not that high of a return, to be quite honest, in, in the championship. No, dis, no disrespect to the clubs, but we really be starting those kind of players that are getting goals and getting assists from the off. I, I don't know. Do you know what's uh, you know what's hurting me? It'll probably be hurting Walker more. Is the fact that uh, Gary, Gary Stevens oh, getting Jesus. started over him? Um, I agree. I've heard plenty of people's opinion on it. I agree. He's only going to get better with more game time. But if you've got a star player like Walker, especially in the form he's in, playing, if you're only getting to get 60 minutes out of Walker, play the first 60 minutes, get Gary McKay Steven on for the yeah. last 30. That's how I would be doing it. And then he's then Gary McKay Steven's got a chance. Make an impact. Um, he's not touched the ball, get his fitness in, get the. Yeah, he's, he's a fast Aye, player. He's got quick like... feet. The last 30 minutes where everyone's absolutely blown out their arse, that's exactly. going to bring him on. But. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully we. I hope Nielsen sort of takes the hint with that because it's not just been one game; it's it's been a few that, like, it's frustrating. Like I said, there is. We can definitely see there's gl- glimpses of what we've seen before with Garen Kai Steven. Um, what got him his moves to Celtic and Aberdeen and abroad, but since he's been here, I've not been. Nearly enough. Yeah, can I just point out, like, we're not, we're not, I totally agree with you about the guy McKay Steven. I think he, he comes on as a, a sub. The pace against tired and like slow defenders towards the end of the match, I think he'd, that'd be his bread and butter. He'd be loving that. However, um, we're talking about Jamie Walker here. We're not just talking about any player. Like, we're talking about quite a substantial player in the history of the, like, not even just right now, the history of the club. He scored 51 goals for fuck's sake. Like, he joined. And the last few have not just been tappings; they have been Let, no. Let's 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 not try. Let's let's be honest. Like the majority of Walker's goals have been of a really high standard. He knows how to score a good goal. He's one of the few players I've seen in a heart shot over the last sort of sorry, what was it, but nine years or so that isn't afraid to take a shot. I wouldn't say that not consistently, consistently but um, there's, there's times. Remember- but yeah. Just before he got his move, or just when he came back from Wigan, um, I've been looking at him and like he wouldn't even get a sniff into the any of the squad. But the way that we're playing the championship, I wouldn't say it's necessarily horrible football. But surely you'd play a player that's going to score you goals. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, goals win matches, and players who score goals are precious. So play the players, keep them happy, that score you the goals. That's so, and I, I, I can't tell you how refreshing it was seeing Boyce and. Not yeah, really I want front. to see more of that. Like, I, <laughs> uh, we know for a fact that that stupid diamond formation it doesn't work. Uh, it doesn't work, Neil. So move on. Just keep experimenting. That's fine. Experiment is good, but don't work, don't keep going with shit that does not work. Well, I say it doesn't. I say it doesn't I'll work. Tell you, no point uh, with it. But 
and we don't want it to work, is what we're saying. Because it's shit. Yeah, I'll tell you something that I've seen that I thought uh, was quite good was seeing near the end of the game when we brought Eddie White on, we dropped to a five at the back and Kingsley went in the centre-back with mm-hmm. Pepescu and Halkett. If Hearts play that formation from the start, now hear me out because I, it seems defensive, but if you're playing that, we know that Kingsley and Smith like pushing forward. So if you play, um, I don't know, if you wanted to play Eddie White, he's a fast player, I'm sure he'd do the job wing back with Smith and then you have Kingsley, Popescu and Halkett as the three defenders, then that's completely changing up. If you play a 3-5-2, your two defensive mids, you could have um, McInef or Irvin. Like We've got plenty of midfield options, um, but that still leaves the option mm-hmm. to have the two up front and Walker in the 10. It just makes sense to me, but... Also, I, I think one thing we need to think about is cancelling Cammy Logan's loan um, coming towards the end of the season I think we cancel alone because let's be honest with the amount of games you're going to get due to the, the, the postponement of the lower leagues I think we might as well bring him back and with Michael Smith having a couple of wee kind of almost injury scares having him as an option to maybe like bring him on to give Michael Smith a break so again like we were saying earlier bringing youth into the side I think A.D. White I don't know what, I don't know what your opinion is Rob but see this season my opinion has completely changed I think he's actually He's actually started to form. Not, not amazing, but he started to perform better than he had been. Yeah. Especially in the the, uh, the Scottish Cup against Hibs and against Celtic. I thought he came on and changed the game. Definitely. I think it's because no one really knew what to expect from him. Another youth player that I would maybe bring into the squad if we were to change it to a five at the back would be... Uh, is it Chris Yeah, the big, the big tall centre-back. He was on loan. I think it was Bonnie Rigg. Yeah, well... He's. I've heard loads of good things about him. If he's in the, the Scotland like youth squads as well, for, I think it's very um, sort of stereotypical and unfair to just decide that centre backs need to be massive. You can be a handful and be tiny. Yeah. You know what I mean. Uh, take that as you will. That sounded really, really dirty. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> like he, we need to see more of more of the youth, and we can sort of. We we can't, we don't claim that we've watched the the under twenty ones play and we know everything about them, but it's no harm in trying. If we've got Elliot Freer on the bench, I'm sure we can get any of these yeah. guys on the bench. Yeah, yeah, totally. I get, yeah, 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 no, yeah, like, yeah. It's you've got all these people on the bench like Castanier. All right, he was he was lively when he came on. He was quick. He had a wee bit. Of, he was a wee bit. It de- was decent against Partick. I watched the game, but. Is he really Hearts quality? Uh, His uh, assist for Walker was class. He's big 20 feet. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> you know that. Or if he played for um, AR, that would have been some defensive yeah. sort of clearance back. Uh, there's, a, there's a couple of players <laughs> but, I feel, um, especially the ones that are kind of on the fringes that are kind of recent recent ads, additions, sorry. If we use the youths, put them on the bench, put them in the team, not even just the kind of the ones that are on the fringes, but even the first team players. If those youth start to perform, that's almost going to be a kick up the backside. Going, all right, hold on a minute. I need to start performing a bit better. Or I could lose my spot. Yeah, competition for spots is something that I think. Um, luckily, our strikers are consistent. Again, scoring and assists. <laughs> but if we did, if we if we didn't have, if we had the strikers that sort of weren't that bothered, weren't really bothered on their arse. We don't have anyone to like threaten no. their position. 
I'm glad that we I'm glad that we've got the strikers we do. But if we did have someone who was like if we only had you and Henderson and like we say, he doesn't seem very enthusiastic mm-hmm. when he plays. I don't think he would be like we need someone to worry players and get them fighting for positions. I think the McInef signing, he looks like he's going to be a cracking player. He looks like one of the only midfielders I've seen in a long time that um, um, dribbles forward with the ball, takes yeah. it up, looks yeah. up. Um, Irvin's good at taking it up, looking up, but like have, having the balls to sort of ping a 40-yard pass, whereas McInef's the one that wants to run at players, wants to make the options. I was watching him in the last few games when he was off the ball and his movement is incredible. Yeah, I, I think as soon as he came in, there was a lot, a lot of the first, the first, the horse. <laughs> can we edit that? Can we edit that out? All right. I'm going to end, I'm going to end the podcast on that. A lot of the fans, a lot of the fans, had, uh, we, we all kind of labelled him with being, he is a good player and I think he's, he's started, to, he's started to show that in glimpses and the more the game time he gets, the more time he gets to integrate with the team and develop his sort of identity as a hearts player, I think the better he'll become. Going quickly back to the youth, the whole idea of the youths, um, we're talking about all these youth players that we know and have played or have heard of being mentioned. Aaron Hickey came in, no one had fucking heard him. No one had a clue who this young um, 17-year-old boy was playing against Celtic. In fact, he might have been 16, I can't even remember. Why? I think I think there's, yeah, I there, there's he, as a club throughout history we've had such a strong youth system. I don't know why we don't use it more. I, you, you, people are going to get bored of us talking about this, but like, I think there's there's surely more diamonds in the rough there. Surely. Yeah, like I say though, I'm going to give Nielsen the benefit of the doubt and say I think COVID is definitely hindered the youth's chances and. Obviously, joining bubbles and the precautions that you need to take, and I, I don't know. I, we, we can't say for certain, but um, that's one thing we can hope for. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a good week, a good week discussion. I've got to got to get a few bits in Bob's done with, so I will um, sort of call the podcast early. Can we okay quickly talk yourself. about the, the upcoming game, Briar Rangers? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I was yeah. just going to read right, so that. Yeah, up up next, um, the great journey. Which is the Scottish Cup? We have got Brora Rangers. I say up next is our first fucking game. Um, <laughs> finally, our first game. Uh, Brora Rangers. I'm not expecting too too tough a tie. And for anyone listening, Brora Rangers are actually doing half. They're doing a half time draw, fifty fifty. It's like it's pound ticket. The live stream is obviously going to be free for it's going to be free for us to watch. But I think. It's a it's a great opportunity to try and support a smaller club in Brora, who were also one of the clubs that got absolutely shafted due to the ending of the season because they were due to get uh, close to. I think they were due to be promoted into the pyramid system. I'm not too sure. I think it was between them and Cove. Yeah, it's one of them ones where we need to look after the ones who looked after us, sort of thing. Um, Like Inverness. um, So yeah. If you're putting your money in anything like that, that's our bro. But, get it up. Yeah, no one's um, putting money in. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, if you don't know, our bro put a tweet out saying that they were wanting a sea of maroon. They were going to give three thousand five hundred tickets to the Arbro fans and going to give three thousand five hundred tickets to the Hearts fans in the similar style that Inverness done. Uh, from what I seen, I think it was forty-two Hearts fans. Is there, is there, is there even three thousand five hundred Arbro fans? Uh, 
<laughs> not being funny. Like... Well, so you're making fun of the smokies. Oh, sorry, I apologise. <laughs> no, Hi. I. Our... Jesus, they want to see if they're in me. Come on, your life. I'm not. I'm not giving you money. Yes, he is voting against us. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck yeah, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, I, we'll take it back to the the, the Scottish <laughs> Cup tie. We, if you can, put your hand in your pocket and support Brora. Like we say, there's a small team. This is going to be their cup final, um, unless they beat us and win it. Um, but this is going to be their cup final. The amount of their players that will be playing against the quality of our players, um, it's it's a. Uh, it's a good. It's a good cause. From what I've seen, the prizes are actually quite good as well. There's some signed hearts, uh, some signed hearts tops, uh, a couple of different things. So it is. It is actually Super. worth it. So yeah, if if you want, Definitely. feel free to try and su- try support their uh, the the smaller clubs within within the country since the SFA choose not to. Yeah, that's it. Um, I'd just like to put a wee side note in here and. Um, so last week I got some really bad news. Uh, one of my family members unfortunately passed away. But the um, this is my story podcast gave me a wee shout out just saying that they were sending their condolences and that. So I just wanted to just say thank you to uh, Ross and and everyone else in the this is my story uh, pod. Um, that was why we never had a podcast a week before, um, but we're back now. Um, so I don't know if you want to say bye there, Lewis, because uh, I have a cracking wee song yeah, for us to play right, as we'll, we'll call it quits here. Thanks again for listening. This has been the Two Hearts podcast with myself, Lewis, and my... And we rap. And we rap. <laughs> we rap. <laughs> <laughs>